Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who Dat? What is up, Houdat Nation? Welcome into a playoff edition of the Houdat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata. You could follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. And then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter at the Houdat Dis. And we have a jam-packed episode in store for you guys today as we're going to continue our preview here of the Saints and Bears wildcard weekend. It should definitely be very, very fun here. On Wednesday, we started our preview when I was joined by Brendan Boylan of the Saints News Network on SI.com, and he had some great analysis for not only this game, but just kind of setting the scene for this playoff run here for the Saints. So again, if you haven't checked that out, definitely do that. I had a great time talking with Brendan But now I think we're going to take really a close look at this game. We're obviously going to go through our notes, our team stats, our injury report, then move over. We're going to add one more intriguing matchup. We did this segment with Brendan, but I want to add one more, especially as things developed on the injury front with the Saints with Trey Hendrickson. I definitely want to take a closer look at one matchup here, and then we're going to move over to our group-by-group preview. You guys all know the drill. If you've been listening, we go through every single group here and then we basically say who is going to have the better game the Saints or the Bears and that's always a really really fun segment so we're going to get to that as well but we're going to start off with our notes as we always do here looking at what the the analytics are saying the predictive analytics on ESPN's matchup predictor and then also with what Vegas is saying so starting off with ESPN's matchup predictor they give the Saints a 78.9 percent chance to win and then Vegas is saying right now that the Saints are favored by 10 points and that spread has moved in the Saints favor which is always good news you know if you're kind of looking at that analysis I mean that means basically more people are have confidence in the Saints and that's why it's it was moved from nine and a half to ten so that was obviously really uh, encouraging if you want to look through those lenses when you're looking at this Saints and Bears game but I think that's good news Saints favored that's great news I mean as they should be the Saints are the 12 and 4 team. They're not the 8 and 8 team here. And they're the one at home. And really, if the Saints don't put up a dud here, it should be really good news. If the Saints come in ready to play, I mean, they just have a lot of matchups that they can take care of here and really take advantage of. And I, I feel like that's going to obviously go in the Saints' favor. And now I want to move over to our team stats where we can kind of start looking at certain matchups. And right now on offense, as we always do, the Saints are 4th in points, 12th in yards, and the Bears are 22nd in points and 26th in yards. And I mean, I feel like right now the Saints offense is obviously better. This Bears offense is playing better of late. Definitely want to highlight that. I mean, when you're looking at really three out of the last four weeks, they've played well, but those opponents weren't good as well. They couldn't stop the run. I mean, the first team that they play that stops the run 
I mean, and, and they don't even do it that great. Like the Packers don't stop the run great, but they really were able to, especially after that first drive. I mean, they give up seven points on the first drive, and then after that, they only give up nine more points the rest of the game. So really, when you're looking at that game, that Bears-Packers game, really their first task as you know, pretty solid defense in Green Bay, the Bears only score 16 points. So again, that is kind of what it what it was here for this Bears offense. It's not so good, and the Saints could definitely take advantage of it. On offense, I feel like the Saints, you know, when just looking at these individual team categories, I feel like they're underrated. I mean, fourth in points is good, and they'll probably stay around there. But 12th in yards, this team could move the ball better than we've seen in this season. And that, you know, why it's so low is because you got to put point to the injuries with Drew Brees being out for a period of the season, Michael Thomas being out for the majority of the season, Alan Kamara missing time last week as well. I mean, really, when you look at that big three, they only played 10 quarters together. And now they should be on the field all together on Sunday, which is would be huge for the Saints to get all their star power back. And that's really, really encouraging. A battle-tested team now coming healthy, especially on offense, I think is really important. Now, I know the Saints do have the offensive line injury with Nick Easton, but I love the way Cesar Ruiz was playing before Easton came back for one game, and then he was back on uh, the injured list. And I'm, I'm pretty sure they may move him to injured reserve. That's kind of the reports here, as he had his third concussion, which... You know, it's definitely worrisome for him in his career, so it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, but that's something that you can't, you know, lollygag with. you got to take it very, very seriously, and I, and I know he will, but definitely for him, get well soon, and that's definitely serious with three concussions in one year. But, I mean, I feel like the Saints do have enough to uh, mask that injury with Cesar Ruiz, who's played well of late. I mean, he was able to help stop Chris Jones in that one, which I think was really big. And then last week, uh, no, two weeks ago, excuse me, against the Vikings, he was able to do a good job. So again, they're probably going to stunt in. And that was one of my matchups from Wednesday's episode. And that's a little of a worry at the Saints interior. But if they hold up enough, and I think they will, the Saints will be able to get it to their skill position players. And to me, the Saints have some great matchups there. So again, that's really big. And I feel like when looking at the Saints offense, I know they're 12th in yards. I mean, fourth in points is probably where they should be top five. But, I mean, the yards, I feel like, are a little bit low. I think that has to do with just some key pieces being out. Now they're all back, and I think it's really sky's the limit for this Saints offense. And with the Bears, I feel like they're kind of predicated with their little streak they've had. Like, it was like three or four games over 30 points, and that, that was stopped Week 17. They were able to run the ball really well. And you look at what David Montgomery could do. If they get him going and he plays well... And the Saints may have some trouble because then they do the play action with Mitch Trubisky and he's able to have some success. But if you stop the run and you get out to an early lead, you make the Bears lean on Mitchell Trubisky and good things happen for your defense. Kind of reminds me of that Vikings matchup back in week 16 and also last year's playoffs. Obviously in last year's playoffs, it didn't work out. The Vikings to me were a much better team then. And I even feel like the Vikings team we face this year is closer to this Bears team that the Saints will face on Sunday to what the Saints were facing week or wildcard weekend, excuse me, back last year. That's what I think is really the big thing when looking at this matchup. I I do think that the, the Vikings play similar on offense to what the Bears are doing, but they don't have the same pieces. They don't have the weapons. They don't have the star players. And again, I feel like Kirk Cousins, he's better than Mitch Trubisky. I think a lot better, actually. So again, I feel like th- this game, when you look at it, The Saints have some great matchups, as I was saying, and I feel like when you get to a point where you can get after Mitch Trubisky and you can really make it a one-dimensional 
game for the Bears, it's really good luck. And again, we'll get into the injury report, but if they don't have Darnell Mooney, that's just like, oh, they can't throw the deep ball. What are they going to do? You're obviously hoping Marshawn Lattimore can step up to the plate and kind of cancel out Allen Robinson, which I think he can. But to me, it is very, very interesting. And when you look at these two offenses, I feel like I think both are trending upwards, but I feel like the Saints have such a higher potential to what the Bears are doing. And to me, you can't even compare. Like, you can't even compare where these two offenses are. And even after all their success, this Bears defense is, or Bears offense, excuse me, is still bottom 10. So that just shows you kind of where they're at right now. And I feel like the Saints are just a class ahead. When you flip it over to the defense, this, this Saints defense is elite. They're a top five defense. They were fifth in points and fourth in yards. And that, I think, is a huge step forward for them. We were talking about it in August. Like, what will this defense become, especially when you move into December, January? And they're elite. They're top five. Even after their early season struggles, you see them. They're fifth in points, fourth in yards. They really turns it on. And these are the two groups, like Saints and Bears. They're moving in opposite directions. This Bears defense does not look like how it was even earlier in the season. Right now, they're 14th in points and 11th in yards, but I feel like they were much more dominant early in the season, and really lately, they just haven't been very good, and I feel like the Saints have more matchups they can take advantage of here on offense, you know, looking at this Bears defense, but I mean, more talking to this Saints defense, and I really like how this defense is coming together. Now, kind of the big storyline going into this game is that they're going to be without Trey Hendrickson, who had the stinger kind of act up, and he's not going to play in this one. But they are getting back some key cogs in the secondary with Marcus Williams, who's, to me, just played outstanding before the injury. And again, I feel like getting him back is just so, so important to this defense, probably more important than the Trey Hendrickson injury. So again, he's a huge part to what the Saints do on the back end, and he was playing so good before he got injured with that ankle sprain, but I feel like right now, I mean, getting him back is huge, and it looks like Chauncey Garner-Johnson will be back for this one as well, as he was on the COVID-19 reserve list, so he comes back, you have Marcus Williams comes back, you have a really healthy secondary, you're going to have Patrick Robinson probably come back as well, and your secondary is very, very healthy going into this postseason, which is really great, not many teams can say that, so again, I feel like that's very, very huge for the Saints team, and Again, I feel like if the Saints could really play well on the back end, that's going to help this front seven a lot, especially without Trey Hendrickson. So, again, it will take a lot of pressure off, and that's obviously really, really big when looking at Trey Hendrickson's injury. We'll get into it a little later. But I feel like the way the Saints defense is playing, I'm not worried about it. I think that when looking at what they can do against this Bears offense, I feel like, again, stop the run, then we can stop play action, then you can stop Mitchell Trubisky just basically playing shotgun and you know him trying to sling it downfield. And again, I, I like the Saints' chances if they can do that. I think there's a high possibility that that happens. And that's just kind of what I'm thinking going into this game. And I feel like the Saints' offense could take advantage of that Bears' defense, especially if Roquan Smith's out. If Roquan Smith's out, I mean, that would be really difficult for the Bears right now. So again, that's just kind of what I'm thinking there. So before we move over to our intriguing matchups here. We are going to take a look at the injury report here. We move right into the Saints. It's a pretty short injury report considering it's technically week 18 and wild card around here. Super wild card weekend as they like to call it. But there are only two players that are out in this game for the Saints. That's going to be Nick Easton and Trey Hendrickson. And I think the big one is Trey Hendrickson because that's came more later in the week because 
Easton, like there are rumblings that he's going to go on injured reserve basically since Wednesday. So, I mean, the Hendrickson one, I think, is more uh, sudden because it's obviously only happened on Thursday, which recording this on Friday. So it happened yesterday. And then again, this is, I think, the injury that really could be a little worrisome because Marcus Davenport isn't playing well. And when Marcus Davenport isn't playing well, there's a hole there. And, you know, especially against the run, I feel like that's something that is a problem. I think when Hendrickson missed the game against the Vikings, we saw that. So, again, I feel like that can definitely be a worry. But, I mean, to only have two players out right now, I feel like, I mean, the Saints are in a good spot. And everyone else is coming in without a game designation, which is just, I mean, it's huge. I mean, it really is big for the Saints team getting healthy at the right time. And, I mean, with one player out, you're not in a bad spot. I mean, or really, I mean, two players out, I guess, Nick Easton, but it's not like the Saints haven't played without Easton before. I mean, you just saw he got injured with, you know, in, in that Chiefs game, the Saints did well. The Vikings game, they did well. So that's just kind of what it was there for the Saints. They have no players questionable, no players doubtful. Everyone else has no game designation ready to go. And then you move over to the Bears, and look, they have a very lengthy injury report. They actually have 16 guys on this injury report. They only have four players questionable, though. And they only have one player out. So the one player out is their nickel corner buster screen. He has a concussion. He didn't practice all week. So he won't play. And that means, you know, that that hurts their middle of their defense. It hurts that, you know, their slot corner is out. And maybe the Saints try to take advantage of that. If it's Michael Thomas, if it's Emmanuel Sanders, the Saints have some pieces. Alvin Kamara, if he plays, the Saints have some pieces to take advantage of that. And I think that's an area where they can attack. Then you have Roquan Smith also in the middle of the field. He didn't practice all week, but he's somehow questionable in this one. And the Bears did this against the Saints the last time they played when Allen Robinson didn't practice all week with a concussion, but then somehow played on Sunday. So again, I I think he's doubtful to play this game. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if he played because just I I, I guess the Bears players, they, they can go without a week of practice and still play. Maybe that's just the way that they're kind of trained to go in, in that team, but I mean, without practicing all week, it's just really tough to, to play and play successfully. I mean, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, Roquan Smith's a young guy and very athletic. And I mean, I, I bet that he definitely wants to go for this one. It's a playoff game. But I mean, I just have a hard time without practicing all week. How are you going to play? And especially at a, at a position like linebacker where so much goes into recognition and you kind of got to be on the field and get those practice reps to gain that game plan. But again, I mean, look, I'm not the coach. I can't tell you, but... That's definitely something to look out for. I mean, I doubt that he plays. I mean, maybe he does because we've seen it before with the Bears, but I'd almost doubt that he goes. And the same with Darnell Mooney. They're deep threat. He didn't practice all week, but is somehow questionable. I think he's more likely to go because we saw, you know, Allen Robinson in a similar situation, and he's a wide receiver. And I think that's the big thing. I think wide receiver, especially because he's played all season, the connection's there. They're probably going to run similar routes. But, I mean, definitely expect him to not be as big as a you know, peace in that offense that he usually is. And he's a player that's playing really well lately. So again, that is important when you're looking at the Bears. But again, he is another player questionable. And then finally, their starting corner, Jalen Johnson, the rookie, he was limited all week and is questionable. I expect him to play. So I mean, I mean, right now, it, it, it is kind of interesting when you look at that, their starters and, you know, they're banged up for sure. But, uh, I mean, I feel like right now maybe a few players play, maybe not. And there's just one more guy that's questionable is Josh Woods. Um, he is questionable after being limited Thursday and Friday with a toe and glute injury. So that is what it is for Woods. But I think, the, you know, when you're looking at this Bears team, I think the biggest injury would be Roquan Smith. 
because he is the, that ranging linebacker that he would be the guy to go against Alvin Kamara. And if they don't have him, they really don't have anyone else to really kind of defend one-on-one or really have an answer for. So I, I do think that if he misses game, it would be, I mean, a huge loss for them. But that's just kind of what it is for the injury reports. So now we are going to move over to our intriguing matchups here. We did this segment on Wednesday. We went through basically, you know, which storylines, which matchups are going to be most important going into this uh, Saints Bears games. My two were basically this interior offensive line to see how they would do. And then you go into the outside and you look at your wide receivers and cornerbacks. And I really circled that Lattimore and Robinson matchup because Lattimore is playing so well. So those were two matchups that I thought were important. And then Brendan, he keyed in on a matchup and then also a storyline. So, I mean, for him, his matchup was how the Saints going to stop Khalil Mack. And I, I thought that was, you know, obviously really big. It's, it's huge for this game. We all know how good Khalil Mack is. And the Saints, I feel like, could minimize him. I think they've done it in the past. And I think that they'll actually do it again. That's just my opinion on it. But I feel like right now... Uh, the Saints have great tackles. What does Khalil Mack do? He rushes against the tackles. Now, they may stunt him in, but then I, I'm actually feeling comfortable the way the Saints um, interior is playing. I mean, Eric McCoy is playing really good. Andrews Pete's playing well. And then Eric McCoy, he was really good in his last few games. So, again, I'm more comfortable with those stunts than I wore last year. That, that's all I'll say. So, again, that's that was his matchup. And then the storyline he talked about was about Mitch Trubisky and how it's really a make-or-break game for him. He did start one other playoff game, but and he was in position to win that game, actually. But then we all know the double doink, and, I mean, that was another story within itself. But he's really had some down years since then, and this is really kind of his Chicago Bears career. It's on the line right here. I mean, if he doesn't win this game, I don't think he returns as a starter, so... Again, it's going to be really interesting to see how this all works out. But again, I feel like the Saints could definitely stop him too. And I think that they will, especially, especially if they can stop the run. If they stop the, the run, I really do feel like the Saints can control this game in a big way. I mean, if they can't, and they may not, like, I mean, you can see, like, there's definitely a vision where, you know, David Montgomery's running for 150 yards. Like, I mean, look, I feel like that's definitely a possibility. Is it likely? I'm going to say no. But that's just kind of what I'm thinking. And if that's not likely... Mitch Trubisky isn't having a good game. That's just my opinion on it. So, again, those were the matchups we talked about on Wednesday. And then now that matchup I wanted to add was about David Montgomery and how the Saints are going to stop him, especially with Trey Hendrickson out. And he's played very good in the run uh, stopping and what the Saints are able to do you know, in the run defense. I really feel like, you know, with Dalvin Cook in that game without Trey Hendrickson, Cook and... Mike Zimmer and what the Vikings were doing on offense, they were targeting Marcus Davenport's side and they were having big gains. Like when they were running at Cameron Jordan, you didn't see uh, much gains. You, you know, Cameron Jordan, he's really good on the edge. He's a really good run defender. And Davenport, he was. I mean, that's the thing. He was earlier in the season. He was last year and he was his rookie year. And all of a sudden, it's not so good. And Marcus Davenport's got to step up in this game, excuse me, there. And a lot of people are talking about him. I mean, you know, from Deuce Windham to Nick Underhill to Chris Rose Voglu, and they do amazing work. And to be quite honest with you, I think they have some great, you know, analysis on how he's playing and, you know, what he's doing wrong. And I feel like, you know, I agree with them because he just hasn't been there. And 
it's a little frustrating because not only did you give up first two first round picks for him, but I mean that's frustrating because again, I feel like at this point he should definitely definitely be more on his progression. But also we see that he could be a really good player. Like, you know, when looking at this team, you can see that he can be an elite player, but he's regressed this year. And again, for whatever reason, I mean, only one and a half sacks isn't gonna cut it. Like it's just not. So I feel like right now, this is his game. If he steps up, especially with Trey Hendrickson out, and he puts up a sack, and he stops the run, I think it's really big. And this is why I wanted to look at this David Montgomery matchup, because I think they're going to run at Marcus Davenport. And he's going to have to stand up, and obviously you're going to have uh, Malcolm Brown back, and I think that's going to be huge. So hopefully you know, he gets some snaps kind of with Davenport, you know, along with Davenport, so maybe he can help stop the run because he's a great run stopper. But... The way Dave Montgomery is running this ball, I mean, he's done amazing. And I know that, you know, Chicago is only 25th in run offense. But you just look, since that first Green Bay game, uh, week 12, he's uh, Montgomery's had three 100-yard rushing games. He had four 90 games or more. And he hasn't had a game less than 69. And he scored a ton of touchdowns. He scored, I mean, you look at it, seven touchdowns. I mean, seven rushing touchdowns in you know, how many games, two, four, five games. That's obviously really good. I mean, six games, if you want to count that Green Bay game. Again, when you look at Montgomery, he's playing great. And I feel like if you're the Saints, you have to stop him. And I feel like they could, like, he's not as good as Dalvin Cook. I mean, I think we could all say that. And I feel like the Saints had some success against Cook, especially in the second half. And even, you know, in that first half, late in that first half as well. But I feel like right now, Montgomery is going to try to take advantage of Marcus Davenport on the edge, and Davenport's going to have to have a game here. I mean, all know he's capable of it, but now it's his time, and he is now going to get blamed for it if they're able to run consistently, especially at Davenport. And that's somewhere that the Saints have to really pinpoint him. Look, if he's not playing there, you got to give him help. And there's really no one that's better uh, than Davenport right now because Carl Granderson's had his problems in a run defense and really behind him you don't have much so I feel like right now this is Davenport's game and I feel like it's just really important that he comes up and really has a game and he plays well and maybe puts up a sack he stops the run even though he doesn't get the sack and you know (laughs) the Bears run on him and he does nothing and you know he's a a good game and stout against the run that's great that that's what I want and maybe you have Cameron Jordan step up and have a big game, get a few sacks. Maybe you got a sack up the middle from David Onyemata. Carl Granderson has played really well in, you know, some spot time. So, again, I feel like right now, when looking at that matchup, it's really, really important because they're running the ball really good. And the way this Saints defense does well is stop the run, and then we can stop the play action, and then we can stop you know, Mitchell Trubisky. We've been talking about it all episode, really all week. And even if the Saints secondary is fully back, if you can't stop the run, you're going to have issues. And I feel like, you know, you probably don't have to stop the run completely because your secondary is better. And I feel like they can kind of be good against some deep balls. And I think they can defend some deep balls. But I feel like the first step, like if you completely shut down the run, I don't think the Bears have a chance. If you kind of do it half and half, I feel like, you know, you're still in good position. If you get crushed and, you know, you get bodied in the line of scrimmage and you and you lose it and Montgomery runs for 150 yards and you're in trouble. That's really the only situation you're in trouble. Can't let that happen. And that's the only way the Bears win this game and have success on offense. That's just my opinion on it. And again, I feel like when looking at that matchup, it's really, really important. 
So before we get into our group-by-group preview, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back into the Huda discussion. And now we're going to get into our group-by-group preview where we look at every group here from the quarterback all the way down to special teams and coaching and see who has the edge, the Saints or the Bears. So starting off with the quarterbacks, we got Drew Brees, we got Mitch Trubisky here, and I'm going to take Brees and the Saints for this one. And honestly, Brees, I think, is a superior quarterback. And when looking at it right now, <laughs> I do think Breeze is going to take that next step. And again, I don't really want to compare him to Mitchell Jabritsky because I think we all agree Breeze is the better QB. And what I want to talk about with Breeze, and I've been talking about it uh, really for this whole week, is how Breeze, I think, is using this deep ball and it's really going to take this Saints team to a new level, especially in the playoffs. It's really important. I know, you know, <laughs> in the beginning of the season, I was saying that, look, I mean, if he's checking down and still getting points it really doesn't matter and I still agree with that but it's harder to check down and get points and do all that in the playoffs when you're playing more stout defenses like I don't think anyone would not like Breeze adding that dimension of the deep ball and I think he's doing it and if he does that I think it's huge because really all he's got to hit is one if he hits one deep ball in, in, in this game or really I mean any game I feel like that opens up not only um, you know, the underneath intermediate as well, because what defenses are going to do now, they can't kind of cheat in. They can't cheat to only play the Saints at that 15 yard mark. Like we can throw it 25, 30 yards deep. That's what the Saints are saying. If Breeze has that dimension, and I think he does. So I do think that it's just really important. And, you know, when that happens, and then you got to cover 30, 35 yards. Then you see those intermediate and short routes open up. And that's going to be really big for the Saints because you look at Kamara, look at Thomas. They're obviously best in that intermediate and short area. I think Thomas is also a good deep ball receiver as well. But especially when looking at Kamara, obviously, when you look at his best routes, they're definitely in that intermediate range. And Thomas, I think, could do everything. But we've seen, especially coming off an injury, we've seen that chemistry been there with when you look at the 15-yard pass, the 10-yard passes. You know, I mean, even shorter than 10 yards, we know that as well. So I feel like right now that's going to be big. And when you look at the deep balls, I think Thomas can catch deep balls. I think Emmanuel Sanders is the main target because he's so good at adjusting in the air. Because, I mean, let's face it, I don't think Breeze will be throwing perfect deep balls. I mean, maybe he will be because that once a Sanders was. But I don't think everyone's going to be perfect. He's not Patrick Mahomes throwing that deep ball or Josh Allen. But I think he could still sling it down there. And I think Emmanuel Sanders, he's a guy that has the speed, veteran target, He's able to adjust. He's, I think, really an important piece of the Saints playoff run. And then you look at Jared Cook, too. I think Jared Cook and Drew Brees, if they get on the right page, I think it's really good luck to this NFC because, I mean, Jared Cook, he's a matchup nightmare. And if they can finally get on the same page and they can finally, you know, if Brees knows where Cook's going to cut and, you know, Cook cuts where Brees wants him, you wants to throw it, you're going to see that matchup really ramp up in the playoffs. And especially on the deep ball down the seam, which will be very important. They've been starting to hit that 
over the last few games. So that's really important for the Saints and Breeze. And I think that's where you see, I think, Breeze take that next step and most likely his last dance in his final year. I feel like he's going to add this last deep ball. He's going to use whatever is left in the tank. Maybe it's 5%, 10% of his arm, you know, if his 40-yard pass is left that he can throw <laughs> in his career. He's going to use it these next few games, you know, in the playoffs or however long the Saints are in it, I really should say. He's going to use it. And to me, that's just really big. And he's already started to use it to see if he's still got it. He's like, oh, I, I actually still have this 40-yard deep ball in me. We saw it Emmanuel Sanders. We saw a few deep balls to Jared Cook. And now it's time to really take advantage of those. And if the Bears then have to guard 30, 40 yards and they got to cover a lot more of the field, I mean, it's going to be very hard for them to then guard Kamara, guard Thomas, guard everyone else. It's going to be very, very difficult. Marquez Calloway, again, that, that's somewhere that I look at. And then Trubisky, you know, if he's going to play better than Breeze and win this game, he's going to have to do it in the play action. He's going to have to do it by hitting the easy passes and then hitting a few deep balls and clutch throws to win this game. I don't see him doing that, and I, and I do think Breeze has the edge there. Moving it over to the skill position groups, and I think that with the Saints getting healthy, they have one of the best skill position groups in the league, and that doesn't change here against the Bears. Now, the Bears do have some good weapons here. David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, we all know. Then you have Cardell Patterson, uh, Dar- Darnell Mooney. I think he's the big one that a lot of people are kind of looking at. Like, what's his status for Sunday? He didn't practice all week, but it's somehow questionable. I mean, again, I feel like you know he's been very important to that offense. Then you have Anthony Miller, who's their third receiver. I mean, he's all right. I mean, I feel like if he had to take Mooney's place, you see a lot of those big plays go down. That's just my opinion. And then your tight ends, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham. Again, those guys can play. But I do think the Saints can cover them. I think Malcolm Jenkins has been very good at covering these types of tight ends all year. And I think he will continue that. Chauncey Garner-Johnson as well. And then I think we just have to say Javon Wims because we all know what happened with Javon Wims and Chauncey Garner-Johnson the last time these two teams met. And again, I feel like I have to mention here now that Chauncey Garner-Johnson is back, was back at practice and is expected to, to be a go here for the Saints. And he's going to play here in this game. That's huge, huge to have Chauncey Garner-Johnson back as we all expected for this one. And him and uh, Javon Wims get this <laughs> this rematch, I guess, whatever you want to call it. I mean, that was just a bizarre scene against the Bears in that game. And it really, I think, jump-started that Saints secondary. I think overall, because you saw Lattimore get the pick, the Saints win the game, and they just play outstanding. So I almost feel like that play jump-started this whole Saints secondary run. But I feel like <laughs> now getting a rematch between these two guys will definitely be interesting. And I think we have no idea what's going to happen in that one. But again, I feel like overall... When looking at Chicago skill position players, they have a solid group, but not better than what the Saints are putting out. You have Kamara, who the Saints, I mean, are hoping that he'll play, and I, I think he will. At the end of the day, I think he will. Michael Thomas, I think he's going to play. And obviously, those are two of the, the, the best star players in the NFL. We all know that. And then you go beyond that. You got Emmanuel Sanders. You got Marquez Callaway playing so good. Deontay Harris will be back in this one as well. So you have your top four receivers. And then you got your tight ends. It seems like they're going to have Cook, Troutman, and Josh Hill. We all know a playoff Josh Hill. That's going to be really important. I mean, then you have Latavius Murray. We need to talk about him. And then you have that 100-yard rusher from last week, uh, Ty Montgomery. And he's probably going to be a big part of this game. That's just how crazy this scene skill position group is when fully healthy. And again, I think they're going to have a lot of success. And I think they have the edge there. Moving over to the offensive line. I think the Saints do have the edge here as well, as I think they do sweep the offense. I think the Saints have the better offense, hands down. And uh, looking at what the Bears are doing, 
at left tackle. They have Charles Leno Jr. I mean, he's a, a pretty solid tackle. I mean, opposite him, you have Jermaine Afidi. And then on injured reserve is Bobby Massey, who was their starter before he got hurt. James Daniels, he's another offensive lineman on IR. But, I mean, the interior isn't, like, great, but it's not, like, awful. I mean, Rashad Coward, Sam Mustafer, Cody Whitehair. I feel like when looking at this, this Bears offensive line, I mean, you look at it, and it's, like, not, like, amazing, but it's not, like, awful as well. I mean, their interior, I feel like, is something that you could kind of take advantage of with Rashawn Coward, who right now um, has a 46.2 PFF grade, which obviously isn't great. But really, besides him, it's been basically average. I mean, you have some above average, some a little um, below average. But overall, they've been pretty solid. And I really feel like the Saints offensive line is just playing outstanding, especially, um, you know, the way you look at this interior over the last few weeks. That was a problem. And I feel like it's gotten better. And that's something that I think they'll continue to get better. And I think that overall, your tackles are great. And, and I think that's the biggest one you go into this this game. Again, when you go up against Khalil Mack, I think you got to be able to defend him. And when you look at these tackles, the Saints have been able to take care of him with Armstead, with uh, Ramshack. And that's been really big when looking at this matchup. And I think it's something that you have to talk about. Because, I mean, when looking at what... Khalil Mack does with what Robert Quinn does is also on uh, their kind of their pass rushers as well. You have Akeem Hicks. I mean, your offensive line is going to be tested and the Saints have done a pretty good job uh, with the uh, with the offensive line, especially against the Bears. And I feel like right now, uh, I mean, I'm confident in this group. And I know last week's or last year's game wasn't good. This offensive line was really dominated. And again, I feel like this year it's going to be a completely different story. I think they're going to come in with the chip on their shoulder and they're going to have a great game. And I, and I think that the Saints have the edge here as I think they're a top five line. The way they're playing, I think they're a top five line. That's just my opinion there. Flipping it over to the defense here. And this defensive line for the Bears is no joke. And especially without Troy Hendrickson, I'm going to give the edge to the Bears. You have Akeem Hicks. Uh, Mario Edwards Jr., he's a starter. Remember him. Bilal Nichols. But I mean, I'm going to add Khalil Mack. And Robert Quinn in here. I think they're the pass rushers. They're, I mean, I know they're technically linebackers, but they're really edge rushers on the defensive line. And look, those guys are are, are solid. And you know, you add Akeem Hicks, you add Bilal Nichols, even Mario Edwards. We know about him. Again, I feel like this is a really solid group. I mean, they're going to be without Eddie Goldman, but I mean, even without him, they got a solid group. And I, I mean, you look at it and like they got a lot of very, very solid players, and I think the Saints still do, and I think it really all gets predicated on Marcus Davenport. If he can stop the run, I think the Saints have enough to to dominate this Bears uh, defensive line, because we all know about Cameron Jordan. He's a pro bowler. He's kind of acted as more of like a point guard assister. You know, he's been kind of setting up sacks for other people, but maybe, you know, he's able to kind of get a few more sacks in this game and have a dominant one. I think he's been playing really good over the last two weeks. Really good. He's playing at the top of his game right now. And then when you look at opposite him, you have Davenport, yes. And then also Carl Granderson. No one's talked to, I mean, people have talked about him, but I feel like, you know, he's, I mean, dominated in his reps. I mean, he had another two-sack day. He had five sacks overall and really a limited role. And he's just been outstanding. And I think that he's going to get those pass rushing opportunities. And I think he's going to convert on them. So really the only area that I'm a little worried about is kind of running at Davenport. And if the Saints and Davenport can stop that, I really feel like this this defensive line is no holes. And then up the middle, I think they're really good with Brown. And then also, you, you look at David Onyemano, who's just been so good as well. So, I mean, this Saints defensive line is very good. I think without Hendrickson, they are worse than the Bears. I think the Bears are coming in, and they have a really solid 
uh, defensive line, but I feel like that's their best group on their team. And this Saints defensive line, I really wanted to pick them. I think with Trey, I would have, but without T-Rex, Trey Hendrickson, I'll go with the Bears. Moving it over to the linebackers, and I'm going to give it a push if Roquan Smith plays. If Roquan Smith plays, he is such a uh, you know a good player, and they have Danny Trenathan as well, who's also pretty, you know, he's like just a sure tackler, a veteran guy. You like to have him, especially with Roquan Smith, who is that rangy young player, and he's had a great year. I mean, he's had a ton of tackles. Like, he's a good player. And if they don't have him, I'm going to give the edge to Demario Davis and the Saints and what, you know, Al Santaloni, Zach Bond, what they're doing. If, if Roquan Smith plays, I'll give it a push. That's what I'm going to say. Demario Davis, he's playing so well, and he's a guy that, Again, I mean, he's just played all just increasingly better every game this season. And I think he's a second team all pro. He deserves it 100%. And he's a guy that's really, you know, a, a leader of this defense, emotional leader, on the field leader, so intelligent. I mean, he's just huge. And he's the best linebacker of all these guys. But with Roquan Smith and Danny Trenathan, it just shows you, like, Alex Anzalone, I feel like he's kind of just like average. I mean, he's a starter, startable player. You know, don't get me wrong, but. I feel like, again, when you have Roquan Smith and Trenathan, two, you know, two names, I mean, put it that way, you know, two solid linebackers, again, I feel like that just kind of would be a push uh, between these two teams if they play it. If, if Smith doesn't play, the Saints have a clear edge there, and that's a clear place where the Saints can take advantage of um, on offense with Alvin Kamara, even, you know, with Derek Cook as well. And I do think that's really big there. And then moving it over to the secondary, I'm going to give the edge to the Saints regardless of whatever – um, Jalen Johnson plays. I feel like right now, looking at this team and this this secondary, they're 100% healthy with Chauncey Garner Johnson. You know he's going to be back and playing this game. And I mean, when they were 100% healthy, they basically uh, stopped Patrick Mahomes. And again, I feel like they'll be able to stop Mitchell Trubisky. That's just my opinion. And I feel like the Saints and the secondary, they're a group when healthy. I mean, I, this just shows the progression of Saints defenses because we know how bad secondaries were. And this secondary, what they showed against the Chiefs, and I know they lost the game, but they played a gutsy game and a very great performance from them. And when fully healthy, they're a very daunting group. And especially after getting five picks last week, I, I think that once you get a few picks and you get a few turnovers, then they come in bunches. And I, and I think you look at Mitchell Trubisky, I think he's the same way. If he gets rattled a little bit, you can be able to really capitalize off of him. And I think the Saints do have the edge. And look, when you look at the Bears, they they have a solid secondary, but I don't think it's as good as the Saints. I mean, they have Kyle Fuller, who's, you know, a, a pretty good number one corner. He's had, you know, a better year in the past, but he's still been solid. And Jalen Johnson, you know, if he's out, then that's going to have to step up a guy like uh, Kendall Vildor. Um, again, I feel like that's a guy that... Again, I feel like without Johnson, then you're you're kind of testing that depth for the Bears. And again, that's somewhere they're eight and eight. Their depth's probably not the best. So I, I feel like if Johnson doesn't play, the Saints could definitely take advantage of that second corner. If he does, I feel like Johnson, he's a guy that I think has been good this season, but again, solid number two kind of. But he hasn't been like outstanding, and I feel like the Saints could definitely take advantage of him. I mean, what he's doing, I mean, it's not like the best. I mean, you know, he's a, a 55 PFF grade, something like awful, awful, but not great as well. That's just kind of where it is from him and what he's doing. So again, that is just you know that secondary, and and then and then you look at the the safeties. I'm I'm sorry, the safety. I mean, they have some great safeties. You have Eddie Jackson, who's probably the best player in that secondary, and he's just a playmaker. Deshaun Gibson, he's another good player as well. So I feel like right now, I mean, their safeties are good, but look at the Saints and their three safeties are as good as anybody's. I mean, I feel like that safety tandem's probably the best of the league if they're all healthy and ready to go. I mean, if they're all playing at the top of their game, I think they are. 
And that just shows you how important those guys are to the Saints. And, you know, I think established names like Jackson and Gibson, like, oh, they must have the better group. They don't. The Saints safeties, the whole secondary, they're just playing so good. Marshawn Lattimore is hitting his stride, and I think that you're seeing him just really start to play up to his potential, and I think that's going to continue on Sunday. And then, to me, Janoris Jenkins has been a very solid cornerback number two for the Saints as well. So, again, I, I think the Saints have the edge in this one. Special teams and coaching, I'm going to give the edge to the Saints as well. Sean Payton, he's a better coach than Matt Nagy. And I feel like right now, when when looking at the Saints, and I think they're going to be really motivated to play this one. I think Sean Payton's going to have a great game plan. And I feel like, especially after last year's dud, there's not going to be another dud. I mean, there just can't be too much sense of urgency and breezes in what could be his last game. So you can't throw up a dud. You know, that's something you don't want to do, especially in your legendary quarterback, Hall of Fame, top five quarterback of all time. His career, you don't want to end on a dud. That You can't. I mean, I'm, and, and I think Sean Payton knows that. And he's going to have a great coaching game. And Matt Nagy, to me, just he's not at the level of Sean Payton. And that's just kind of what it is there. I think Dennis Allen's going to put a game, a good game plan up. And that's why he's getting some, you know, head coaching interviews. And, you know, they're looking at him. Aaron Glenn's another guy. I think he's going to you know, have a good coaching day. He's getting looked at as a head coach in some places as well. And then you look at these special teams units. And I feel like the Saints have the edge there too, especially with Deontay Harris. And I think he just gives them such a jolt back there, especially with field position and stuff like that. He's just so electric. And I feel like Will Lutz, him kicking in the dome is, I think, a big advantage because we've seen he's had his troubles. But I think kicking you know indoors on the turf is going to give him, you know, with no wins as well, it's going to give him a nice, I think, rhythm. And I think he's going to get back into, you know, that vintage Will Lutz that we're all used to seeing. And I'm not really – I know people are worried about it. I'm not really that worried. I think it's going to be fine here uh, going into the playoffs. And then looking at Thomas Morstead, I think he's a guy that's been up and down I think for the playoffs, I think this could be his last year as well. And I think he's just going to give it his all. And I feel like he's a guy that's been up and down. I mean, I'm, I'm not so, so worried about it because it hasn't been like awful puns. But there have been a very, you know, a few that were just uncharacteristic of him. I mean, I'm not that worried about it going into the playoffs, but it's definitely something to look at. So, but I, I still think the Saints have the edge. I mean, you look at what the Bears are doing. Cario Santos, Pat O'Donnell, um, Santos kicker, O'Donnell the punter, and then DeAndre Carter, Cordell Patterson. I mean, they're pretty good kick returners, and it's a pretty good unit. And then also, you look at the Saints' um, coverage units are so good. So, I mean, you give the edge to the Saints there. I think overall here, you look at it, I think the Saints will win this game. Going to give my score prediction, and I think the Saints win 33-20. to I think they have a double-digit win. I think they cover the spread. I think that, that this game, I, I feel like the Saints have a ton of great matchups, and I think they take advantage of it. The only way they lose this game is if they come out flat, and they do what they did last year and didn't really start playing until that middle of the third, fourth quarter. If the Saints do that, then they'll be in trouble. I mean, yeah, for sure. If, if they come out strong, which you should, in Breeze, what you think is Breeze's final game. And I feel like they will because I feel like every game that the Saints really feel like it's a big one for Breeze, if he's going to break a record or, you know, it, it's important to him, the face of the franchise, I feel like they come through for him. Every single one, they play hard, they play their best football, and I think that all of these games, not just the wildcard one, whatever game that you think Breeze is, is going to be Breeze's last, you're going to come up and play. You're going to come up and play in a huge way, and you're not going to throw up a dud, because you know. And I feel like they, they respect the guy too much to kind of throw up a dud in his final game. I, I, I bet he's told the team, or maybe he hasn't told the team, 
But, I mean, like, if you're Michael Thomas or you're a defensive player, like, okay, this is probably Breeze's last year. Let's do everything, you know, we can in our power to win this game. And that's the motivation behind there. I think that was the same one last year against the Colts where he was going to break the touchdowns record. Let's do everything in our power to get him that record and not only do that, but win the game. And then I think the same thing is also, you know, when the Saints beat the Washington football team a few years ago, I was at the game and the Saints blew them out. And it was when Brees broke the yards record and it was just, everything was working. They were playing just in just a great uh, sense, sense of mind. And they played so hard in that game. And I feel like you're going to see similar things here. And I know I'm coming off on a mini rant, but I just don't see the Saints, you know, just how much they respect Brees and what he's done here for, I mean, this team franchise, the whole city, they're not going to just bow down and lose a game based on just, you know, it wasn't our day and whatever. It's not going to happen this year. They're not just going to lay down. Uh, To me, like, I can almost say it with certainty. And and I think the Saints win this game by double digits. And I feel like maybe you may see this game be even farther apart than 13 points because I think the Saints are just going to come out motivated. I think they're going to win their matchups. They're going to show that the 12 and 14, you know, should be the 8 and 8 team. And I, I feel like that's going to happen on Sunday. And the Saints do get the win in the Dome. And again, it should definitely be a fun one. It's it's a playoff game. The Saints are playing play, playoff football, and that's great. And it, it's time for them to really take advantage of it in Breeze's last dance. Like, this is going to be your, most likely, this is going to be your last chance with having a big playoff run and trying to get Breeze's second ring here. And again, it should definitely be a fun ride. And it starts on Sunday in the Superdome against the Chicago Bears. So I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Who Dat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. That means on Twitter, you can follow us at the Who Dat Dis. On Instagram, you can follow us at Who Dat Discussion. And then also, you can listen to the Who Dat Discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. That means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We're on all of those sites. So it should definitely be a fun game. We'll be back with you guys on Monday to recap this game. And hopefully we got a happy recap. If not, then we'll start previewing this offseason, recapping this 2020 season. But I'm hoping, 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 hoping so much for a happy recap. And I mean, hopefully the Saints could beat the Bears and move over to the divisional round. But I think with all that said, I want to say thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And... Who dat?